This episode is brought to you by Affordable Drill Towers. Founded in 2016 by our good friend Steve Sanguidoce, a retired Houston, Texas firefighter, the Affordable Drill Tower was designed and built with functionality and versatility in mind for any training ground. As a standalone training tower and add-on to an existing burn building or connect setup, the Affordable Drill Tower packs a massive punch at an affordable price tag. With over 50 towers across the country, from Massachusetts to California, Montana to Texas, professionally engineered, NFPA and ISO compliant, the Affordable Drill Towers brings the versatility to your training ground. From Main Street USA, the small town fire company in their back parking lot, to the training grounds of the largest metropolitan fire academy, the Affordable Drill Tower fits the bill for price and functionality. Check them out at AffordableDrillTowers.com. And two things I like to talk about also when talking about our friends over at Affordable Drill Towers. One, their customized training program. They have the ability to bring some of the best talent from across the country to your home turf after the install of the Affordable Drill Tower. Designing a customized training program for you and your department, Steve will facilitate some of the biggest and brightest names of the American Fire Service to come in and work with you and your department. And secondly, and I think most important, is Steve's belief in need over greed. The affordable drill tower company gives back to not-for-profits that support organizations in the American Fire Service. Organizations such as the Joey D Foundation, which is near and dear to Steve Sanguidoche's heart, as well as many other not-for-profits that he takes a part of. He takes great pride in providing funding for organizations that push this job forward. So check them out. Steve and Dennis over at Affordable Drill Towers. Send them an email at info at affordabledrilltowers.com. Check them out on social media. And their YouTube page is kicking butt with great information, training nuggets, and information about their towers. So check them out, Affordable Drill Towers, and let them know Jeremy over at National Fire Radio sent you. This episode's brought to you by Ridgeway Leatherworks. Ridgeway Leatherworks is a firefighter-owned and operated business as well as a family-run business, and that's what I love about it. Rob and his family are passionate about their customer service and the quality product and craftsmanship they put out for the emergency services. Rob's been on the show. We've been to his his business. We've seen them in action. I've even tried to hand-paint radio straps. I promise you, it is not as easy as what the final outcome looks like. The product is so good, it's so clean and crisp, and yet, man, it takes that steady hand. Rob's become a near and dear friend of our podcast, and you hear that over and over when we talk about our sponsors, that they're friends, supporters, and that's what this networking community is all about, is supporting one another. Ridgeway Leatherworks, Rob Meyer, crushing it. Quality and craftsmanship is number one. Customer service is right there with it. From custom radio straps, universal radio holsters, chin straps, flashlight holders, anti-sway straps, and locker tags made out of leather, there's plenty of opportunity along the way when you deal with Ridgeway Leatherworks. So check them out at RidgewayLeatherworks.com. Find them on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And tell Rob you heard about him on the National Fire Radio platform and give them a little pluck and tell them keep up the good work we need to support our firefighter owned businesses and especially family run businesses where his two daughters and his wife help out day in and day out along with his other employees so again ridgeway leatherworks check them out at ridgewayleatherworks.com and find them on all your social media channels 
Hey guys, Jeremy National Fire Radio. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is going to be another quick 20 minute hitting them out. This one is a cool topic, man. It's something that I heard on a, a podcast, uh, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. If you're not familiar with him, it's an entrepreneurial uh, podcast. Gary V's unbelievable. He's a New Jersey guy, um, 46 years old, same age as me, grew his family's business. Um, now runs one of the largest media marketing service, you know, agencies in the world. Um, just super, uh, for me, I find him to be super impactful. Um, and he is one of the reasons why I started National Fire Radio. He was the one that gave me the courage to put myself out there, start the podcast, and then everything else, the success that has come with that, I contribute really uh, a lot to his word. And so I listen to his podcast quite often. He, I digest his content regularly, not as much as I used to because I don't have as much time as I used to uh, because of starting National Fire Radio. But every once in a while, I'll listen to a few, few of his podcasts while I'm driving or what have you. And he brought up a great topic the other day. Um, this goes back several weeks ago when I actually heard it. And then I leave, I make notes on my phone, topics that I want to come back to. And he was talking about zoo animals. And I just think that this is such a great topic, especially for the fire service. And so what I like to do when I do these 20-minute hits is I like to read my notes. And they're a little choppy because I'm doing it while I'm driving or sitting at a red light. So bear with me, but I just want to tell you what my thoughts were at the time I heard this podcast, um, and then I want to come back to it and kind of explore it a little bit with you in the community. So zoo animals released back into the wild, and they die. They don't want, we don't want zoo animals. We need wild animals with instincts and drive. When we hand feed our people, they become reliable on the person feeding them. Break that down a little bit in the fire service, man. Zoo animals. That's the last thing we want. And yet that is what we are creating. With the management styles we have in, in place today, with the lack of experience as it pushes up the line and the micromanagers protecting who they are because they're not comfortable in their experience and knowledge, we are eliminating wild, instinctful animals and creating zoo animals. We've created or have and are creating an environment in so many fire companies and fire departments across the country where we are hand-feeding them. We're telling them when they can do something, when they can't do something, how to dress, how to act, how to behave, how to respond, how to talk, how to look, how to address, all these things. And as we do that, we take away the instinctual opportunities firefighters have for themselves. And so I want to break this down a little bit because when we do this, we're creating an environment where then we have the zoo animals. And then all of a sudden one day we're going to make that zoo animal make have to make their own decisions. And when they do, it's not going to be the right decision. And when they fail, the leaders that creative, the zookeepers, the zoo, the people, the trainers, and the people that feed these zoo animals on a regular basis are going to hold that zoo animal accountable for their actions, and they're not going to blame themselves. They're not going to blame themselves. The zookeeper never blames himself. They blame the animal. The animal should have known better. The animal should have done better. And when you think about this on a grand scale, we don't want and can't have zoo animals in the fire service. We need instinctual wild animals that understand the parameters of being a wild animal. 
When you're in a pact, there's a way to behave. There's this informal process, yet formal process. There's this understood hierarchy. There is this understood commitment to something greater, bigger, and better. And yet they're allowed to be individual in their approach. And they're allowed to learn through the hierarchy that is in place. That's what wild animals, the wild kingdom. And listen, I'm no scientist. I've watched some nature shows on TV or on Netflix, so I kind of get how it works. I'm not an expert in this by any means, but man, does this resonate with me. Informal hierarchies in the animal kingdom are in place because of that's the way evolution has allowed it to happen. There is that hierarchy. You look at chimpanzees, you look at any type of animal pod or 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 um, section of wild animals in the wild, how lions attack, right? When you look at this, there's a pecking order. There's a way in which things are done, but their management, the leaders are not sitting there micromanaging the lions, the chimps. They're not doing it. We don't do it. They don't do it that way. So why are we doing it? Because here's the problem. When we take away all abilities for our people to learn on their own, to make mistakes on their own, when we tell them how to work, how to operate, and how to do everything, we take away the opportunity for them to learn initiative. And initiative on the fire ground is everything. It's instinct. It's learning instinct. You can learn instinct, but we have to give you the tools, and you have to be put in positions to learn how to be instinctual. You know, when you get to go to fires or you get to do this or that on the fire ground, you learn, you see, you watch through your own experience, through your own knowledge. That shapes you to be more instinctual. If you watch fire spread up, across, out, over, following the, the, the sources of fresh air, you watch and learn where victims typically are found. You watch and learn how fires burn in void spaces, cock lofts, you name it, where to open up, how to open up, the best way to open up, the best way to vent, enter, and search, the best way to set yourself up for success in the jump seat while you're getting dressed and going to fires and masking up. Like We learn these things through repetition and experience, having the opportunity to learn these things. When we take that away from people and we micromanage the shit out of that, they don't learn that. And through that, we then limit their ability to become more instinctual. This episode is brought to you by the Affordable Standpipe Prop. Let's break it down real quick. Steve and the crew at Affordable Drill Towers is doing it again. They've created this fully custom and fabricated standpipe prop to support the fire service. I'm telling you right now, this is a game-changing piece of training equipment. And I wanna hop into it real quick. It is designed with a four-inch manifold of high-strength galvanized Schedule 10 pipe. The cart manifold are powder-coated red for a durable finish, meaning it's not just a talking piece. It's not something you tuck away on the shelf. This is a training prop that can be wheeled into the classroom and then brought out onto the training ground. And so let's talk about that. In the classroom, there's nothing better than having a hands-on prop in front of the students, in front of the fire companies that are there to learn about standpipe and FBC connections, having that prop in the classroom allows for a great instructional lecture. And then from there, take the standpipe theory and translate it to the training grounds. 
You could wheel the cart out that's on casters. You wheel it out into the parking lot. And that same training prop that you just used hands-on in the classroom can now be used hands-on on the training ground by pumping into it and flowing out of it. It offers such versatility in its approach. It has a two and a half inch Siamese connection, seven two and a half inch outlets, six of which are standpipe valves, has a water motor gong, sprinkler head with a control valve, and a system pressure gauge. You can also upgrade and put three of the most common field adjustable PRVs. I'm telling you right now, this is a game changing training prop that needs to be in every fire company or training department across the country. Reach out to Steve and the crew, info at affordabledrilltowers.com. Ask for a demo, ask for information, or check them out on social media and YouTube. There's plenty of content out there that shows you exactly what the affordable standpipe prop can do for you. This episode's brought to you by Taylor's Tins. Taylor and his crew at Taylor's Tins have been manufacturing aluminum helmet fronts since 2017. With over 200,000 tins in the market, they are a leader in the helmet front space. Custom design, one-offs to department orders, they can turn them around within 24 to 48 hours. Customer service is what they pride themselves on and they provide nothing but top shelf product and service to their customers. Check them out at taylorstins.com and check out their full line of product offering. They've always been a very strong supporter since day one with the National Fire Radio podcast and platform. And Taylor and his crew have become dear friends of ours, and we appreciate the support. And at checkout, for a little extra bonus, use coupon code NFR sent me. That's NFR sent me for a discount on your order. Exclusions do apply. Anyway, check out taylorstins.com for the latest and greatest offerings from Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. And when they have to make a decision on the fly and they have to understand that when three people are out a window in the rear and they have to get that ladder there, but nobody's there to tell them because the shit's going south really quick. And that front seat officer who likes to tell his people to do every little detail on the fire ground now is puckered. And he has to make decisions for himself, let alone decisions for his whole crew. And they don't have an environment that fosters an incredible, instinctual, and initiative-driven company work, you know, operations. It collapses. And those people in the rear suffer because that backstep guy didn't take that 24 and roof at the same time to go make and facilitate that rescue, right? Like, these are things that we have to do. I don't know if that's a real conversation or not, but I think it is. I think what I'm witnessing and what I see is people are sitting there waiting to be told what to do and how to operate. Now, I'm not saying this is happening at all firehouses. This is not happening in every fire company across the country, but it is certainly happening. When we take away the ability for our people to learn the craft because we're telling them what to learn and we're telling them how to act and how to behave and how to be, we eliminate that personal growth. It's dangerous. It's dangerous on the fire ground. It's dangerous in life. People need to learn the way that they can learn. They need to learn that initiative is important. They need to be instinctual on the fire ground, in the firehouse, and in life. And instincts come with experience. So let our people gain the experience. Let them not be zoo animals because, man, I'm telling you, like I said before, when we hand feed our people, they become reliable on the person feeding them. And so if you're that boss that likes to make every decision for your people, 
There's going to be a day you can't make that decision for them because you're absent or you're busy doing something else, and those people are going to sit there and wait to be fed. And that falls on you and not your people. The worst thing and the thing that pisses me off the most are micromanagers that blame their people when shit doesn't go right. How do you do that? How can you put responsibility back on the individual after you've stripped them of all the ability to make a decision for themselves? You're guilty, not the zoo animal. So get your shit together. Don't be a micromanager. Don't manage your people the way that you think we have to manage today. Everybody thinks that they need to be involved in every decision being made, and that is so far from the truth. Trust your people. Trust yourself. Trust your people. And decisions will be made for the betterment of the company, the public, and our department. Trust is very important. The problem is, is a lot of our micromanagers today micromanage because they lack trust and confidence in their own skills and abilities. And when you don't believe in your own skills and abilities, you're certainly not going to let somebody else, especially somebody in a rank below you, perform or outperform who you are or might know more than you. So you're going to stunt their growth because that's what micromanagers do. When you lack confidence and abilities in your own skills and knowledge, you're certainly not going to promote those behind you. It just won't happen. And that is stunting the growth in the fire service. That is how we are creating zoo animals, and we need to get rid of that shit. So if you're one of those people that have to make all the decisions for your company, you have to tell people how to operate, what to do, what line to pull, where to go, what have to, all that shit. If that's you, stop. Do better for yourself. Become better for yourself. Go push yourself to learn more. Do better. Be better. When you make yourself better, you make your people better. When you hold your people back because you suck, man, you're failing us. You're failing me. You're failing the public. You're failing the department and the people that you serve. Plain and simple. If you suck, you're holding us all back. Pick up your game. And I'm not saying, I'm not perfect, man. I'm not perfect. I hold myself accountable more so now than ever. More so now than ever because there's this now for me, there is this real line that's gotten drawn in the sand with me through National Fire Radio. If I'm going to sit here and talk about this, I need to own every single piece of my life because guys can come back swinging and saying, Jeremy's full of shit. He's a blowhard. He's this, he's that. I'm putting it out there. So I have to be more honest with myself now more than ever because I'm holding myself accountable and putting it out in the public spotlight. So I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else, but what I have learned over these years of being a firefighter, being a father, being a business owner, and the list goes up, being a husband, all these things is own your shit and be better at it. You can always grow and be better. Don't hold your people back because you're a shitty boss and a shitty manager. That is garbage. And when we do that, we create those zoo animals that we're talking about. And when we create zoo animals, they ain't going to do shit until you feed them. That's a problem. That is a problem. And what happens when we release zoo animals back into the wild? They die. They get crushed. They can't perform. They can't operate. So that's what we can't do in the fire service. We can't create zoo animals. We need wild animals that are instinctual, excitable, 
and want to go do their job and do it the way they know how. Set the parameters, give them the guidelines, let them fall in love with the process, the culture, and everything else that comes with it. But let them work. Don't hold them back. Because when you become the zookeeper, you're the gatekeeper. You are killing what we need on the fire ground. I don't know. Just some random thoughts. My ideas about zoo animals and what we're doing in the fire service. And I'm going to read my remarks once more, and then I'm going to close out of this. And I want you to continue this conversation. I want you to send me emails at podcast at nationalfireradio.com. I want you to send me DMs about this topic because, man, I think this topic can go hot and long, and I think a lot of people will have some thoughts about it. Zoo animals released back into the wild, and they die. We don't want zoo animals in the fire service. We need wild animals with instincts and drive. When we hand feed our people, they become reliable on the person feeding them. Stop hand feeding the zoo animals. We want wild animals that can go out and collect their own meals. That's what we need. That's what we want. Anyway, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the National Fire Radio podcast. I want to hear from you. Like I said, podcast at nationalfireradio.com. Shoot me an email. Tell me what your thoughts are. You can tell me I'm full of shit or you can tell me you like what you hear. Send me topics, send me ideas, and give me your thoughts because I want to hear back from all of you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jeremy with National Fire Radio. And like I like to end every podcast, take this conversation, take it back to the kitchen table and talk about it because when we talk about the job, we're making the job better. We'll see you at the next one. Jeremy, National Fire Radio. 